Welcome to Literally, the podcast where we literally take you through the entire process of building a business and creating a lit up life. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach for high-performing women that want to live a lit up life while creating the impact and income they desire in their business. I bring my unique education and expertise to the table to help my clients create big results and move through big blocks. What makes this podcast so unique is that you'll hear one client's weekly coaching sessions for six months. These are recordings of our actual coaching sessions, so you'll see their unique challenges and strategies, their ups and downs, and their wins and losses. You'll also get to hear exactly how I coach them through it. I'm so excited for you to join us on this behind the scenes journey and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Welcome, welcome, welcome to season two. Oh my gosh, I am so freaking excited for us to finally be able to dive into season two and to share it with y'all. I feel like this has been a very long break and a long time coming, even though it's only been a couple months. And so just so grateful to be back and to be sharing with you. This episode is the introduction episode. So you're going to get to know our new coachee, Sam, who is absolutely amazing. You're going to get to hear her story, her journey, how she's gotten here, what her goals are for coaching, why she decided to be part of the podcast. Um, We're going to talk about the funny way that that kind of came to be and just share so much more. So I'm just going to give you a couple little observations and nuggets here that I want you to pay attention to as you listen, and then we'll dive right into meeting Sam. But what I wanted to do really intentionally with season two was pick someone that had just totally different issues and challenges and problems and, and really just a totally different business than Monica, because I really wanted to showcase for y'all that these foundational principles apply across the board. Mindset, strategy, and execution is the most useful thing you can put to work in your business, no matter if you don't have your first client or if you are scaling past six figures. So what Sam's bringing to the table is that she already has a six-figure business. She's looking to scale that business. She's also looking to add an arm of coaching to her business. So we're starting at a totally different place. Another thing that Sam brings to the table that I think is really different is that Sam already has a lot of just innate confidence. You're going to hear that in her so much in the introduction and definitely in the uh, coaching. But what she has never done is really explored the mindset arena at all or like what she'll say is the like woo arena. Um, But she was so open to diving into that and I'm so excited to do more of that coaching with her this season is to say that it's not Mindset work isn't only and always valuable when you have mindset challenges. Sometimes from that place of just like innate confidence and a pretty positive mindset, doing mindset work on top of that can be epic. And so we're going to dive into her scaling her six-figure business, her adding an arm of coaching to her business and scaling her income. We're trying to be very conscious of how many hours a week she's working. And we're also going to dive into adding the mindset on top of an already solid mindset. We're going to dive into adding the woo when you've never done that before. And I think it is just going to be such a different journey, but it is going to teach you so much. And I just could not be more grateful to Sam for being part of this with me. Um, 
she's so about the service here and has been so excited to just put this out there and help people. So I can't wait for you guys to get to see that part. So whether you also have a six-figure business and are trying to scale it or whether you're someone that like doesn't have their first client, it's all going to be really, really relevant to you this season. And I just think it's going to be amazing to see through a different lens and through a different journey. So Let's dive in. I won't keep you any longer, but just again, thank you for being here. If you love it, please leave us a review. Please give us your feedback and please give Sam just as much love as you guys gave to Monica. All right. Amazing. So I am super excited to talk to you today to kind of do our introduction. Like, obviously I know a lot about you and your life, and I think you have some like super unique aspects of your life that I'm really excited to talk about, but we want to make sure everyone else gets to know that too. So I'm going to, you know, bombard you with questions. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not really. But <laughs> bombard you with questions and um, just have everyone like really get to know you, your personality, where you came from, how you got here, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you'll get to share anything that um, is coming up for you that you want our audience to know. And ultimately, we'll just get to introduce them to the wonderful human that you are. So thank you for doing this. Cool. Yeah. I have not like thought about this or prepared in any way. So I hope that your editor can just make me sound so wise and amazing. <laughs> we'll edit out any part that you don't sound perfectly wise okay, in. Okay. <laughs> good. Thank God. <laughs> and also totally permission to be human because that's kind of the magic of this too, right? Yeah, for sure. So we'll just start with like how you got started in business, what that looks like. I definitely want to talk about what life looks like for you right now, what have been some of your biggest challenges, because the unique aspect of this um, season of the podcast is that you've already had a business and been in business um, for a while, so we'd love to hear about some of that. Um, I definitely want to share, you know, why you started to um, – you know, add the arm of coaching to your business, what you want to get out of the um, podcast and coaching and what your goal is. And <laughs> that should pretty much cover it, but we'll try to get through all that. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. So tell us, um, you know, actually, I do want to add just one thing. Um, I'll, all I would love to just say before I even ask um, Sam all these questions is just what my side of this was. Um, because I think we actually have kind of like a funny story of how this all got started, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So I did applications for season two of the podcast. So basically people filled out an application. And I knew in my mind that I was looking for um, something nonspecific but different than season one. So a lot of people listened to season one and were like, oh my gosh, I'm exactly like Monica. I want to be on the podcast, which I loved. And like, of course, nothing makes my heart happier than people feeling resonance with that. But I also wanted to be like, well, what about the people who were like, Monica was amazing, but I wasn't quite like that. Or I'm at a different place in my business. So what I was really looking for is someone that was bringing something different just so we can continue to showcase the different behind the scenes of different people, businesses, and personalities. And so Sam's application really stuck out to me because – one, she's been in business for a while. Um, she's pretty far along in this business, has totally different uh, mindset stuff than we experienced in season one. And I just really, really resonate with her application um, from the start. So I emailed her and was <laughs> like, hey, girl, you're in my top five. Would love to get on a phone call with you. And she never wrote me back. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, like maybe she just didn't get it, right? So I emailed her, I think – twice maybe again, right? Yeah. 
really made you work for it. And <laughs> yeah, she really made me work for it. I was like, man, this is a hard second date to get, you know? Um, and so I was like, okay, whatever, and kind of like moved on. And then um, my COO and Megan, Megan and I um, were kind of having a final discussion about it. And I had said to her like, you know, gosh, I just – like so happy with all the people that we have, but I really wish I had heard back from uh, Sam. And Megan was like, Lacey, if you're feeling that call, just go freaking message her on Instagram or something. Like ask her what's up. And I was like, you know what? You're totally right. So I messaged Sam on Instagram and was kind of like, why aren't you responding to me Um, in a much, you know, less whiny way than that, but kind of. (laughs) And she was like, oh my God, I haven't gotten any of your emails. And was so gracious to be like, Hey, I haven't gotten any of these, but I'm I'm pretty sure you're trying to pick right away. If you want to get on the call, a call today or tomorrow, I'll just jump on the phone with you. So we got on the phone call like the next day, totally hit it off, right fit, and move forward. So I think that I want to share that piece because it's one of those things too, where like when something's you know like stirring you or on your gut or whatever. Like I'm so glad Megan gave me that advice, which was like just follow it because it ended up being perfect and. You know, it was just one of those flukes where, yeah, like sometimes people just like don't freaking get your email, right? Yeah, it was it was so funny because, you know, I really like how I first heard about the podcast was a friend of mine in this peer mastermind that I'm in was like, oh, I think you would be such a good fit for this. You know, listen to season one of this podcast. I think you should apply. And she's opening applications. And so I went and listened to season one. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, I love that you use the podcast as like a case study, which I just was so into it. So I immediately went in and I spent kind of a lot of time like filling out the application, like being super detailed. But, um, and then, yeah, I just, I didn't even know like you were finishing up, you know, the process or anything. And I was on, I had joined your email list on, my other email address, you know, just like a whatever email address I use, not my business email address. And so I guess I must have just seen your name come up, but I just thought they were marketing emails. So I just like hadn't opened them. And so as soon as you DM'd me, I saw it. I was like, oh my God, like shit, what the hell? (laughs) So, but it was so funny because like, and I mean, you know, obviously like as my personality and we talk about my personality more, like it was so funny because I filled out the application and I submitted it and I turned to my husband and I was like, yeah, I just, you know, applied for this thing. It sounds super cool. Like, I think I'm going to get it. So we'll see. Like, I'm just so I was kind of waiting to hear from you because I full I like finished. A, and I mean, it makes me sound like so pompous, but whatever. But I filled out the application. and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to probably get picked. Like, why wouldn't I get picked? So, um, it was so funny that like, I, and then I almost didn't just because I didn't see your emails. (laughs) Well, and I also think like, I just want to like illustrate the magic here because like, uh, one of the things we're getting Sam more into is mindset, right? But she's always practicing mindset. Like, I think you have such a rock solid mindset and was one of the reasons I was like so attracted to you because it's like, you've almost like accidentally gotten it, right? Like you haven't like done all this massive mindset work. You just like really put belief behind the things you're doing and you really get results because of it. But like what you didn't do is you weren't like, oh, I haven't heard back from her in two days. Like I must not be getting it or all this stuff. You just like stayed in belief. And then even though it seemed like it wasn't going to work out, of course it did. And like that's sort of the magic, right? Yeah. that I have been told by multiple people I know that they wish they could just package my 
brain and my <laughs> mindset and like sell it. And I could just like apparently be a millionaire if I could just figure out how to just package <laughs> that and sell that because I do have, I just like, I guess naturally, I don't know why I'm lucky to have a really good mindset. Yeah. What what I was so excited about too in, in working with Sam is that this idea that like she's never really uh, – Yeah, like I guess the way I would say to spent a lot of time on that, right? Like you've never been like, I'm doing mindset work every day kind of thing. And so you have this super solid foundation. Imagine if we like added to that. And so that's some of what we're going to do this season too is this idea of like, okay, not everybody resonates with the fact that they don't have a bad mindset. So sometimes they don't work on it. But like look what she's creating. Like she has a six-figure business is saying, I'm going to get picked for this podcast and totally does. She gets clients when she wants them, all that kind of stuff. Like look what she's creating without having done that. And so to to fine-tune that is like going to be epic. So I'm just excited for you guys to hear that part too. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to get more into the woo, I guess is like what people call it. But it's cool and it's like interesting <laughs> and it all has to go into like – you know, you put it out there and you believe it. And so then it's like how you experience all everything is like based on your mindset, which totally makes sense to me. Right. So I'm just trying to learn more about that and see like where I can apply that more, even if it's just in like individual like situations and stuff like that. So I'm definitely trying to get more into the woo. We're gonna we're gonna make you woo on this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I love girl. that. I love that you were open to it. And that was one of the things that attracted me in your application is that you're very steady and certain in what you're doing and you have a lot of confidence, but it doesn't make you closed off to other things. Like I actually think from that place of steadiness and certainty, it makes you more open to other things, right? Like you're willing to be like, what else could I explore? How else could I grow? Instead of like letting it be a thing where I think sometimes when people get really certain and confident, they close off to other things. And I feel like you're the opposite in that sense. Yeah. I mean, I just think of it as like, who am I to say that this thing I've literally never tried and never thought about and don't really know that much about, like, who am I to say that wouldn't work for me in some way? So that's how I like to try and approach things. Like, yeah, maybe it will. And let me like look into it a little bit more and see if I can apply it. If I can, great. If not, that's fine. It's not for me. Absolutely. And I really want people to pay attention to that this season in listening to Sam is like, this is someone who is a six-figure business owner that's scaling her business, that has left her job, that is living this like pretty epic life that she created, which we'll talk about more in a minute. Like pay attention to how she's thinking about things. Like it's so important how she even just shared that. She's like, she just let you she just let you in and gave you a glimpse. Like, here's my mindset around that. Of course I would be open because da 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 da. Like if you really listen in on that in this podcast and pay attention to how she's thinking about things, one of we're recording this about three sessions in. So we've already had about three sessions. And in one of the previous sessions, um, we talk about getting another client. And I ask you, Sam, like, you know, how do you feel about getting another client? She's like, Yay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it in the next couple of weeks. I got it on lock, no problem. <laughs> And like I really stopped and made a note of that and like you'll got you guys will hear me talk about it in the episode but I'm like this is the mindset of a six-figure business owner pay attention. Right? Which is like of course I'll get the client. So I really want you guys to listen to that and how Sam speaks don't listen to just what she's saying but really pay attention to how she's thinking about things too and I think that's going to be such a different spin and so useful to to just get to hear that behind the scenes of how she's thinking about things, right? 
Yeah. I mean, that's just how I think of everything, I guess. Like, oh, I want to do this thing. Okay, great. What do I need to do to like ensure that it happens? (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. So let's let's start at the beginning because obviously this this has been created from somewhere. So tell us like how did this all start? What were you doing before you were running your business? Like just give us a little bit of background here. Yeah, so I um really like started my business on accident. I was getting my masters um at FSU, Florida State University. Um, whoop, whoop. Yeah, go Knowles. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm like from Florida. So, um, and uh, I was getting my master's in integrated marketing communications. And um, I was just like working at a local marketing agency part time. And I had my, we bought, got a golden retriever. And so we were taking her to this local woman who ran, you know, dog training classes or whatever. And I was just, you know, telling her about myself, whatever we were chatting. And she said, you know, can you help me like market my business? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And that's really how I started my business. It was just people I knew saying that owned a small business that were like, hey, could you help me? And for me, that's just very like, I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, you know, let's look at it and see what we can do here. And it just started, I just really liked it. Um, for a, Forever, when I was growing up, I wanted to actually work in the publishing industry. I wanted to be an editor. My mm-hmm. aunt um, has worked at Random House forever, like almost 50 years. Um, and I oh, wanted wow. to work at Random House. I had an internship there during my undergrad degree. And I just always wanted to get to that place. So I was like, always going to move to New York after college, like that, those things. And I guess this is like my mindset, like that was always going to happen. Right. Like I didn't question Mm -hmm. that. Um, but then when I, I you like decide and you get committed. Yeah. I just am like, great, I'm going to do that. Great. Like done. It's already happened basically in my mind. But then, um, I, my boyfriend and I started dating in undergrad and we decided to, he got a job in Tallahassee after we graduated undergrad. So I decided to stay and get my master's degree. And I started just like learning more about marketing and really falling in love with it and like working with small businesses. And so I started, I got jobs in marketing full time, you know, throughout that time. And when I finished my master's degree, I had a, by the, that time I had a couple of um, clients who I was doing some marketing work for um, super small. Like we're talking about like $300 a month clients, like mm-hmm. social only, like, you know, I just really started from, you know, the beginning levels. And uh, we moved to New York as I, you know, decided we were going to do. And so we did that after <laughs> I finished my master's degree and we lived in New York City for um, five years. And I was working full time that entire time at small and mid-sized companies, running marketing departments and really loving it and slowly kind of building this client roster on the side. So I was working pretty much every evening and then, you know, like one day on the weekends. And I just started to really feel like I'm never going to feel I really wanted to work for myself, like pretty early on, I would say, like by 2015. I just really decided I want to work for myself. Like I want to run my own company, whatever. And um, it just every year it was like, man, I really want to do that. Man, I really want to do that. And then so Mm -hmm. last year, like at the beginning of 2018, I basically like had a quarter life crisis essentially. And I was just like, when am (laughs) I ever going to work for myself? Like when is this going to happen? I'm so tired of waiting. Like I really want this to happen. 
So we decided, okay, great. We're great. We're just going to do that. You're going to leave your job. You're going to work for yourself. But we decided to leave New York City because I didn't want like that pressure of immediately right. having to replace my, you know, because at that point I was making a, a six figure full time salary plus um, like 30 or $40,000 a year from my business on the side. So that's like a pretty big, you know, I had, um, I didn't want to immediately have to scale my business to, you know, $150,000. So we left New York um, a little over I just, a year I, ago. I want to stop you really fast because I feel like there are two things I want to underscore here that are so fucking important. One is that you didn't think it didn't involve sacrifice. I think so many entrepreneurs get that confused. Like you were like, okay, the sacrifice is I have to leave New York and I have to take this pressure off myself and I'm going to have to live a different lifestyle for a little bit. Like that's so valuable because what I see so many people do is come into this space and feel like, well, I don't want to sacrifice time or energy or money and then I also want to make six figures. How do I do that? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I th- and I think that's kind of a thing now like people hustle was so popular a few years ago and people have like in the last maybe year year and a half people have just like totally revolted against hustle like <laughs> exactly why yes. would you ever build a business that's going to be hard on you and da, da, da. And like that's fine if that's how you want to build it but I just like love working and I'm de- definitely like a taskmaster. I always feel more productive the more work I have going on and it makes me feel good so like that worked for me. And that was fine. I don't know. I, I'm just like a big believer of like, figure out what works for you. And like, great, do that. Build your life, build your business off of that. Cause it's not going to be the same for two people. So hundred percent. Yeah. So like I could have grinded it out and stayed in New York, like a hundred percent. Like I still, you know, I could have gotten to 150, like great, no problem. Like that wasn't a thing. It was just like, I just didn't want to do that at that point, like I want, so I was just like, yeah, I'm going to make this sacrifice. Like it was really sad to leave New York and we still miss being there, but it's like, it's a new chapter. So that's how I yeah. thought about it. And I, I think the other thing that you mentioned too, is that like you were making about 30 or 40 in the business before you left, but you were leaving a six figure salary. Right. And so what I think some people um, want to have happen. And again, totally about like do what feels good, but it's just really helpful to note because I think we think it should be perfect. Like think we think, well, I should fully replace my salary before I leave. And sometimes it's impossible to do that. It's impossible to have a six-figure job and run a six-figure business at the same time without kind of, you know, killing yourself and or doing a shitty job in one or the other, quite honestly. And so I think sometimes you do have to make the leap, but I imagine that what you had was the belief that it was going to grow, right? Yeah. And I mean, basically, yeah, like the business I built, I couldn't have built it to six figures while still working full time. That just like was not going to be realistic. So and I wasn't going to like burn the whole thing to the Mm -hmm. ground and start a new business that would allow me to do that. So, I mean, we could, I could have said, all right, great, I'm going to save, you know, three months of expenses so that we have more of a cushion, you know, we could do that. But it was like moving back to Florida, we instantly got a raise because there's less taxes. Like we lived at our parents for like six months while we were like doing other things and traveling a little bit. So we saved a bunch of money there. So it was like my first six months of going full time was 
the easiest time of my life. I barely worked. Like my husband was always like, do you, what do you do here? Like, Jesus, you're not like, you're just you're hanging out, sitting <laughs> on the couch, watching Kardashians. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm still making Living money. The dream. Like, I'm still, yeah. Like at that <laughs> point I had scaled to like $60,000 a year, like pretty immediately after um, I left my job. And so I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like kind of chilling a little bit. Like I've been working so long for so many years. Like I'm just going to have a little time for myself. So, um, yeah, so that was great. And that was just like a choice I made basically. So then at the beginning of this year, it was kind of like, all right, I'm ready. Like we're, we're going to start making some movement here. Um, so then, um, (coughs) excuse me. Um, so then I basically scaled like to, I hit six figures in about six months, like in the summer of 2018. Um, and it's, funny because like great like that's gonna support the lifestyle like we want to live for the most part but I'm definitely like it's always the next the next the next for me so pretty much immediately as soon as I crossed the six-figure threshold I was like "Mm, yeah we're gonna need to go ahead and get to 150 or 200 like immediately basically I (laughs) decided I wanted to get to that so since Mm -hmm. then I've just been like scaling you know, accordingly and growing accordingly. Um, but yeah, and then we've had like a bunch of stuff happening in our personal life over the last year too, since we left. Um, so we left the city um, and we stayed with our parents for like about six months because during that time we bought a travel trailer uh, RV and renovated the whole thing inside and um, so that we could like travel around the country for like a while. Um, so that's what we do now. We like live in our camper full time. Um, but as a person who likes to be busy, um, we also then just decided to, that we were also going to buy a house, a historic home in Florida and renovate it also while still doing all of these things. So <laughs> um, that's like also happening in the background. We haven't um, finished buying the house yet, um, but like we're traveling around the country in the meantime. And then when we get the house, we're going to um, kind of take turns, like renovating it for a couple months and then traveling for a few months and back and forth and back and forth for a while. So cool. Like I I love how every piece of your journey really does stem back to that mindset, intentional or unintentional, of you just like that willingness to commit and go all in on something, right? Yeah, my husband says all the time, like, if it wasn't for me, he would just, like, be living in Tallahassee still at his first job that he got out of college. (laughs) Like, but, like, he never would have moved to New York if it wasn't for me, not because he didn't want to, but because, like, I just, like, make things happen, basically. So, like, it was his idea, maybe we should travel around. And that was, like, at the end of 2017 beginning of 2018 it was his idea and within 10 days I was like okay we're gonna do this and this and this these are the things we need to figure out this is how much money we need like I had figured it all out within like 10 days of us deciding to do it um so I just like (laughs) once I decide to do something like it's gonna happen pretty much so good I love it so tell us just like briefly about your your current business and models. So like obviously they know it's like a marketing agency, but like if you could just say a little bit more about it so they understand um, when we're on calls and coaching, what what does the model look like right now? Yeah, so I run a digital marketing agency right now that's geared towards small and medium-sized businesses. 
Um, I don't, um, like I'm, I do custom packages for all of my clients. Um, I know there's like some people think like that's a big no, no, but that's what works for me. And that's what I do. So whatever. Um, but I, so I have some clients who are social media only all the way up to like full service. I'm basically their CMO. Um, and you know, sometimes the businesses need, you know, social email marketing, website building or website updates, um, you know, running ads, all that kind of good stuff, influencer outreach, things like that. Um, so it really depends. I do everything myself right now. I'm not, I don't outsource at all. You guys will hear, um, in some of the episodes I am getting a social media VA to bring on to help me. Um, but besides that, I do everything. And that's how I was when I always worked in my full-time jobs too. I'm like kind of a jack of all trades a little bit. And I, I really enjoy that. And I like that because I think it being, having a touch point on like every different part of marketing, I think makes me much more effective for my clients because, you know, oftentimes they're small businesses. They either don't have the budget to hire in-house, um, they could do it themselves, but they don't want to, they don't have the time, or they just don't even know where to start and they know they need marketing, but that's the extent of it. Um, so that's usually, those are the top three reasons why my clients come to me. A lot of times it's a combination of two of them. Um, so they really turn to me and like all of my clients are really long-term. Like I've never had turnover of a client in like under a year, I think. Um, so I really work to like build longstanding relationships with my clients so they can really come to me and ask me about something and trust that I'm going to give them a real and true answer. And I tell my clients before I start with them, like, if you come to me and you ask me about something and it's not a good idea, I'm going to tell you no. And I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, be your yes man. I'm not going to pander to you. Like if it's not a good idea, we're not going to do it because it doesn't make sense. Um, which I think a lot of my clients really appreciate because they don't feel like I'm always just trying to sell them on something new. Um, so that's kind of the existing agency. Um, I don't know if you have any like additional questions or if I should clarify anything else. Yeah. I think one thing that's interesting about that, and I think a lot of people probably resonate with this, but I just would love for you to share this piece, is that like the irony is that you run a marketing agency and have done almost no marketing for the agency, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So like how like I typically get – yeah. yeah, how I typically get my clients is based on referrals. So I did not have a website for my business until I left my full-time job. Um, so I did no marketing. I had a blog and that blog had a website, but that was more, it's more actually geared towards my coaching target audience than my, you know, because my target, my clients for my agency are typically small business owners who have anywhere from, you know, they're just a sole proprietor all the way up to maybe like 15 full-time employees. Um, oftentimes they are in the middle age range, um, or, you know, they're probably like 35 all the way up to 65. Um, so yeah, they're all pretty much just referrals for the most part. Um, so I just like never had to do any marketing before, which is, um, you know, great. Um, even the client that pushed me over into the six figure mark, um, I had worked with her on a previous previous project. And, and she's the one that pushed me over into six figures because she had a new client that she wanted, um, me to come on for, you know, digital marketing for. So, um, yeah. So since then I've obviously started marketing more as I'm scaling. 
Um, I really rely a lot on Facebook groups right now for my marketing, mm-hmm. um, starting to do a little bit of LinkedIn, um, you know, group engagement. Um, but I, um, don't really like in terms of Instagram, I'm going, I'm going to use, be using Instagram more as, um, marketing for my coaching. So I really still do a very minimal amount of marketing for the agency, um, because it still works really strongly off of referrals. Like I just got another referral, um, you know, I think three months ago for a new client who I've been working with. So, um, yeah. And I think that just like can speaks to like the relationship building that I do with my clients. Like I've never really left a client like on a bad note. Um, you know, you typically, it might be they, um, you know, don't have the budget for me anymore, which I try and work with them, you know, whenever possible. But, um, typically I don't have any clients who, you know, we leave and it's not amicable, um, if we, um, make the split. So that always helps. So good. And I think it's just helpful to, to be able to hear that too, where like, again, to each their own and certainly marketing your business is important, but I think it's nice to know the background of like, but you haven't always had to do that. You didn't even have a website when you left your job. And so I think it's just like really helpful to hear that piece. Um, another piece that I think would be really helpful is just to tell us like, what have been like the your favorite piece of or has been the favorite piece of running this business and then what's been the hardest or biggest challenge in running and building it um i think i don't know my my favorite piece is probably just i get to do my clients are from a range of industries i really um never niche down on industry which has worked fine for me um you know i go a little bit heavier into a couple of industries than others but um you know, all my clients have different needs and focuses and things. So it's really fun for me to be able to kind of come up with new ideas or, you know, they'll ask me, oh, what about this? And I can kind of go and figure that out. And it's so it's kind of just like, it really gives me the ability to like always be learning. And with marketing, things change really quickly and really often. So it's definitely a good way for me to stay sharp and, you know, make sure that I'm offering, you know, the best, um, options for them. Um, worst thing about the business. Um, I, this is definitely part of my personality. Like I hate a micromanager. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, inevitably I've had a couple of clients who are a little more hands-on than others. Um, <laughs> And typically, like, you know, I really let my personality show when I'm talking to them and doing, like, our our initial discovery calls and things like that. So I think when I push back on micromanagement, you know, I obviously always do it in a professional way, but um, they're not, like, necessarily surprised about it. And I try and explain, you know, why this is not helping, that kind of thing. Um, So that can be a little bit tough just because, like, I'm here, you know, you hired me to do this job and you know, after the first few months, you know, you know, you can trust me. So I really um, don't need to be babysat. And that's definitely part of my personality. Every full-time job I was ever in, I always excelled when they kind of just let me run free to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and that like was definitely me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my last job, it was really funny because um, the management team was made up of people who were super similar to me personality-wise. And they really recognized like, 
I thrive on that freedom. And it was by far like the best job I've ever had. I loved working there. They're now I'm consulting for them. They're now my clients um, because they just recognize like, let Sam do her own thing. It's like, that's what she's going to like. That's what is going to make her happy. And even in my full-time jobs, you know, whenever, if I ever had a boss that was just like kind of overbearing, it just never, I, I always hated it. So, um, that's definitely, you know, but that's, I've done it for long enough now where I can a lot of times kind of feel that out before I say yes to a client. Um, and that just comes with like years of experience and, 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 you know, knowledge and stuff that I can usually avoid those clients now for the most part. Totally. And I think it's also nice that you also trust yourself enough to set the boundary when needed. Like, you're not scared to set that boundary. And I think that's really important too. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about like personal responsibility. Like if I mess up, like I'm going to say, yeah, that was my my fault, my bad. I messed up. Um, and, you know, it happens because I'm definitely like a messy action taker. So it can happen where like, you know, I didn't proof something. And if it's a really unlucky week, maybe two things have gone out now that weren't properly proofread and there was an issue with them and like I just had to do this the other week like kind of just like you know be like I had to email a client and be like you know I'm so sorry there's no excuse and like this is what I'm gonna do to prevent that from happening in the future and so I think just that like candor and that relationship building helps so that they don't feel like I'm just being like sassy it's just like this is how I like to work and I'm gonna most effectively work for you in this way So I think that helps. I love that. So good. And I think it's just good to be able to be like, uh, you know, this has been the hardest part of business, but it's also not bad. And I think like that's definitely an important mindset to take too, right? Yeah. Like if that's the biggest problem, like great, I'll take it. Like (laughs) Exactly. Fantastic. So tell us like what made you want a coach at this point in your business? Like what made you reach out to to get support in that way? And then secondarily, I'll ask you why did you want to do it on the podcast? But first, just start with the piece of like what made you want a coach? Like obviously, it's clear that you're super confident. You know what you're doing. You feel really good about things. And I know you've never had a coach before. So what, what felt like timing now? Yeah, so I basically um... – started thinking I wanted to get a coach like towards the beginning of the summer. And then I kind of um, blew past the six figure mark um, really quickly over the summer. And I and I knew I wanted to start this second arm of my business, my coaching business, and also scale my digital marketing piece at the same time. So I thought it would be just like a good point because for me, it's like, I really wanted, I thought I would benefit from someone who either has done it or has worked with other people who have done it so that I can make sure like I'm building this new arm to the business and scaling my existing business in like the most effective way possible. I'm kind of at that point now where, you know, in the beginning of my business, you trade time for money. And I definitely did Mm -hmm. so many things that were time consuming, but it kind of had to be done because there wasn't budget or things like that. And so now I'm at the point where I'm like very lucky that I have the budget, I can do it, you know, so I was planning on hiring a coach and like, you know, just someone to help me do it in in the right way in a way that made sense. And, you know, make sure I wasn't making it harder on myself than it needed to be. Um, so I'm kind I was kind of just like at that point in my business. Um, so I just thought that it would be the smart next step. 
So I really love that. And I want to just like illustrate that here too, where I think that sometimes we think coaching is always like for problem solving. Like the problem is I don't know how to grow my business. And so I like have to get a coach or like I have this huge mindset block. So I have to get a coach or whatever. And I think like some of the time, like the way to grow the fastest is to to not even feel like there's a problem and still get support to be like, I can just see how support would make this go so much easier, so much better, so much faster. And I feel like I just want to illustrate that sometimes that is the most beautiful place to come to coaching with too, is to just be like, all is well and I deserve support and I want to make this process easier and I want it to feel really amazing. And when you can come with that mindset and mentality, like the options for growth are epic. And again, you may still come to coaching with problems and there's nothing wrong with that, but like both are good, right? And neither mean something. Like you don't have to have an, a huge issue to get coaching and it's okay if you do, but coming from that place of like it all feels pretty good and I'm ready to go further and I'm ready for a coach to support me in that is such an amazing place to be. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely how I came at, came to it for. Like I knew it would just – it could only help is essentially exactly. how I thought about it. I love that. Okay, so tell us what made you want to do it specifically on the podcast. Because, like, obviously you're making enough. You were already thinking about hiring a coach. Like, you could have just hired me if you wanted to, but I know specifically you really wanted it to be on the podcast. So tell me about that piece. Yeah, I mean, so, well, like I said, like, I thought it was just so cool, just, like, the concept of the case study. I just thought that was, like, super interesting and really, like, kind of a creative way to do a podcast. I'm, like – obsessed with podcasts I listen to way too many of them but um so that was cool like I was like oh my god I could be on a podcast but um (laughs) I guess it was really because like I have all of these friends who have said to me like I just wish I could package your mindset up and like you know put it into like take it out of your brain and put it into my brain and so I just thought it would be kind of cool because like I listened to Monica and we are so different like I really recognized in not really so much in the business, like you had given her some advice that I was like, oh man, that's so interesting. I'm going to try that for my business. But it was just like in the mindset piece, I just thought that we were different and I thought it would be so interesting to like have someone see my mindset. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if other people with my same mindset will um, benefit that much because I think I'm like, I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm kind of obsessed with the Enneagram. And if you know about what an eight is, like, I don't really think a lot of other eights would be like listening to to me for help because they also are like, yeah, just like, great. I'm just going to go do that. Like, it's not a big deal. So, but I just hope that like other people who are like struggling with that, like maybe how I think about things can help them or they can be like, yeah, why wouldn't I just do that thing? Um, Plus, at, like, I just don't – I have no shame. Like, I don't care. So it's like <laughs> if this is going to be – I just thought it would be a cool experience. Like, if it helps other people, that is amazing. If it gets me some leads, you know, hit a bitch up if you want to work with me. That is great exposure. <laughs> so I, I just thought it was cool. I love that. So it's funny because um, Sam knows this, but I'm an eight too. And so I totally like resonated with that part of her personality and was really excited to share that. And I think like – but to her point, like if you're not an eight, it's not like you have to think about things in this way. It's more like watch the mindset that comes with that. So um, it's funny because uh, when I like – 
interview people uh, this round to potentially be on the podcast, I kind of grilled people on like, what wouldn't you be willing to share? What feels weird about this? What's coming up for you? What would you feel funny saying on the podcast? Da, 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 da. And I like really tried to like pull that out to understand. And I couldn't get anything out of Sam. She was like, literally nothing, like whatever you want. Um, and I thought that was so cool. Um, I feel like Monica absolutely brought that. So not to, to make light of that, but you know, visibility was kind of her edge when we started. And so I think um, it's really cool to be able to see that you were like, not only is nothing really off the table, but like I actually want it to be on the table because I see how this can like serve the audience and serve me in multiple ways. And I feel like that is going to be exactly what we do here. Um, So tell me um, as far as like goals, like what is the goal that you are kind of bringing to coaching? Like what are people going to be watching and listening for in the podcast in terms of like you hitting goals, you growing? Like what are you looking to accomplish? Yeah, so I think like at this point, I'd love to be quickly approaching the 200,000 mark. Um, And that's another thing is like I do not care about like talking about money. I think that's a stupid – like I think people should be more comfortable about talking about money. So um, Mm -hmm. I don't feel weird about that at all. Um, But I want to be like quickly approaching the 200,000 revenue mark by the end of this, if not have already hit that. Um, And right now I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I'm growing this coaching arm of my business. So right now my goal is to get the agency to hundred and. 50, which will be pretty easy. That's only like a couple of clients, a couple more clients. Um, And then I don't know yet if that means then building a $50,000 coaching business or continuing to grow the agency to 175 in revenue and then doing 25 in coaching. Um, So I'm kind of flexible around that, but I really want to start to grow the coaching arm of my business. Um, so like the agency is basically scaling so that I can get higher on a little bit of help, pull back my time a little bit there um, so that I can grow my coaching business. And, you know, right now I'm starting it out with one on one, but I've been told like, again, by m- many friends, like how I got into coaching or wanted to get into coaching was I've been told by multiple friends, you know, you really need to coach. And I'm always that person who's like giving unsolicited advice, especially business <laughs> advice. Um, and But I've just been told by a lot of people, you know, you really need to be a coach. You really need to do this. And I'm in two peer masterminds and I've had people in both of them say, you really need to run masterminds. You really need to do this. So, um, you know, I'm starting with one-on-one coaching, but I'd love to run masterminds or group coaching type of situations. And then, you know, maybe even starting, um, you know, to bring in or build some more passive income because my end goal is basically like, I want my business to serve the lifestyle and the life that I want, which is I'd like to be able to work like, like 20 to maybe 25 hours a week. Um, so that by the time like we're ready to start having kids, I don't have to pay for full-time healthcare. Um, and I can like, you know, take care of our kids and also still run this great business that I love doing, but then have, you know, the freedom where like, if I need to run an errand in the middle of the day or like the other day, I freaking took like a three hour nap because I just like felt so tired after the weekend. So I did that. Like, so I always want to keep continuing to do that. That's the life I want to live. Eventually, I'd like to start getting into real estate investing. So like I want time to be able to do that. So it's definitely building business that, yes, I love, but is also serving me 
in all of these ways for like the overall life that I want to build and live. So that's the main big goal. I love that. So good. So good. Thank you so much for sharing. And I feel like so possible. And the thing is, is like you're just already so committed to that outcome that of course it's it's going to come to you, but it's going to be beautiful to watch that unfold. So just thank you for like being willing to put all of this out there for us. And so whether the people are an eight and they resonate with you and that's super helpful or whether they're just someone who's like, gosh, I like want to pick up on some of that mindset and that confidence of a six-figure business owner who's scaling. Like, this is going to be epic, and I'm just so pumped. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, it's so funny because in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, well, I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm just, we're just talking. Like, I don't know. We're just chatting. <laughs> yeah, totally. I just don't Which think is the best big deal part. at all. Yeah. So, but if it helps somebody, then great. Even one person. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sam. I cannot wait to continue this journey with you and just thank you for being part of it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.